Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online benefitscal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit lacare.org for more information. That's lacare.org. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy Mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of Mojo's. Share the good times at Shakey's today. You never know who you may see at Dodger Stadium. You may even see our next guest, who is a huge Dodger fan. He's also one of the best actors out there. I don't need to get into his resume. But also, you never know when you might run into Brian Cranston at a ping-pong charity event at Dodger Stadium. And Brian Cranston joins us right now on Dodger Talk. Thanks a lot for the time. Thanks, David. Good to be with you. Hey, you never know. You know, I think um, I enjoyed a Paloma the most with you and drinking it with a Mezcal Dos Hombres at Kershaw's event. Oh, it is. Uh, it's a delicious spirit. Uh, <laughs> and everybody was uh, everybody was digging it. So it was, it was fun to be out there with Dos Hombres at the ping pong tournament. And they raised a lot of money, which was terrific. And it was just a, it's always every year is just so much fun. How did you do in the tournament? I, I stayed at the uh, Dos Hombres stand, so I missed you. Well, we can move on from that, <laughs> David. We don't need to dwell on those things. Aaron Paul and I uh, played uh, JoJo Siwa, and uh, I forget who her partner was at that. And, uh, and we crushed them. We crushed them. Uh, but they've never played before. So it was, it was a bit like... Uh, you know, smacking a puppy. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Um, and then we played two other guys who eventually played. Uh, if we had won the second game, which we did not, uh, we would then would have played uh, Mookie and Freddie. Ooh, the uh, eventual champs. They, the eventual champs. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's like, it, it doesn't matter if it's poker or ping pong or Tiddlywinks, shows uh, my age. Um, <laughs> these guys are competitors. They want to win at everything, and that you know, Freddie and Mookie really uh, practiced hard uh, when they got there, and they were just really ha- focused. They were having a good time, but you could tell they were taking this very seriously. And Aaron and I said, "Okay, next year, next year, we got it. We got. We hadn't played in, in a long time, so." We're gonna we're gonna brush up a little bit and uh, and be ready for them. We're gonna take down the champs. I love it. I love it. I know Clayton Kershaw. Although he was a gracious host, you could tell he was a little upset awarding them the championship trophy. Isn't that true? I mean, he talk about a competitor. He and Barnsey uh, had played as teammates before in the in the ping pong tournament and uh, won. So, uh, but, but, you know, it's his own tournament. It's a little, 
it's a little awkward when he awards himself <laughs> the trophy. So it was good this way. How well do you know Clayton Kershaw, Brian? You know, you know I, I, I met him a few times, of course, every year at the ping pong tournament. And it's it's been fun and, and, um, and supporting he and his wife in this endeavor. Ping pong for a purpose is is such a great organization. They raise a tremendous amount of money for for kids in need, and um, you know, as if they don't have enough on their hands with all the kids and the travel, and um, you know. So, but but that, that's just who they are. That's who they are. They're they're really wonderfully decent human beings, and it's always great to to see them and and say hello and and chat and catch up with them. It's uh, it's been a fun, fun relationship. One of my favorite moments from this past event was sipping on a Paloma with you in front of the Dos Hombres stand. And look who drifted over, J.D. Martinez and Max Muncie. And I think they were a little nervous and intimidated to meet you. I had to break the ice with you guys. <laughs> they Well, I, I gave them a, a cocktail and that, that eased their <laughs> concerns a little bit. Uh, it was, it's so much fun because it's the off day for, for the Dodger fans listening, uh, the, the ping pong for a purpose that the, the Kershaw's do is always scheduled, uh, during the week when there just happens to be uh, a homestand where there's a day off. So they finished on a Wednesday, they had a day off Thursday, but stayed home and they, they continued the homestand for the weekend. So anytime they see that in the schedule, that's always going to be when they have the tournament. So all the players come out, look, you know, Clayton's like the captain. So if he says, guys, can you come out and support the charity? You're going to do it because uh, he's, he's the guy and, and you want to do it. And they had a great time and, either playing poker or playing ping pong and walking around great food trucks they have there. Um, it's, it's really a fun, fun evening. Brian Cranston is our guest on Dodger talk. All right, Brian, as we sit here, the Dodgers have an eight game winning streak. They're on pace for 98 wins. They have an eight and a half game lead over the San Francisco giants. Are they exceeding your expectations? Uh, they are uh, in truth. I thought it was going to be nip and tuck all the way down the end of the season with the Padres. I just can't believe that <laughs> yeah. the Padres are reeling so desperately right now. Um, it pleases me being a huge <laughs> Dodger fan and having, having some Padre fan uh, friends of mine that I can needle. Uh, but I, I just look at it and I just marvel with that lineup. You look at the paper uh, uh, with that San Diego lineup and you just you shake your head. You don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Um, Soto called another meeting, a players owner uh, only meeting when they were in Seattle and it got their their butts kicked a little bit and came out of the meeting and then started talking about we're reeling, we give up, we don't have grit, we don't. And so I don't see San Diego keeping this group together. I don't see them getting into the playoffs. Um, they're just, they're just not coalescing around a captain. They need someone to, to really, to really guide them and, and get them out of their funk. Um, and, you know, and, and San Francisco actually was a kind of a surprise to how well they played, but it looks like uh, our boys in blue are, are pulling away. I don't want to be too cocky about it. I was at the stadium yesterday to see uh, Julio, um, performed really well. Two two mistakes, 
and he knew it. I could see his body language. As soon as he threw it, he braced, and, and the guy hit the two-run home run to tie the game at the time, and he was mad at himself. The next batter came up and hit a comebacker to Julio. He grabbed it and, and in a very violent, angry way and threw it at first really angrily and then screamed. It was great to see that, that uh, you know, he knew he made a mistake. It's not the end of the world. He, he's got a great team behind him that will come back. No one panicked. But it was great to see that he, he knew what he did. He went on to strike out 12 guys. Come on. Terrific performance. And we need him. We need him there. It's going to be interesting on Wednesday to see Clayton pitch. Is That's his, only his second time back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the mound, yeah. Hey, I was so wondering, we'll when you're sitting in those seats watching Julio, did you realize he struck out seven in a row? I I didn't at the time, but I, I realized when it was over, I said, man, how many strikeouts did he get? <laughs> Just, yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. He's, to me, the key to the Dodgers' success in October. They obviously can win the World Series if Julio doesn't carry them there, but... I believe they're counting on him to carry them to the finish line. They need that horse, and he seems to be the best candidate for that. He certainly has been, and we absolutely need him. Look, there's no no secret the Dodgers have been hurt badly this year with injuries. And I don't know if it seems that way to you, but across the majors, doesn't it seem like there's been more injuries than I've seen before. Um, everyone seems to be hitting the aisle at some point, and it's decimating it. You know what we see when it gets down? We've got almost, you know, almost, what is it, six, six seven weeks to go before the end of the uh, season. So it's, a, it's still a long way to go. And then it depends on, on those two things. Can you stay healthy, and can you get hot? We saw that last year with the Phillies not the best team in the East. They were not better than the Padres. They were not better than the Dodgers. They were not better than several other teams, but they got hot and they happened to be healthy at that time. And they went all the way to the world series. That's what Freddie Freeman reminds me of every day. Virtually when I get a little too excited, he said, Hey, it's about who's hot at the right time. I do agree with that to a certain extent, but I do believe that, a mindset, a mentality does matter when you do get hot. And I thought last year the Dodgers treated that NLDS series like it was just another regular season trip to San Diego. But I feel like this year they're not taking that for granted and are not going to allow that same type of complacency um, to set in this year. That's got to be the lesson. Um, it was painful last year. We had 111 wins, and we just got our butts handed to us down there, and it was awful. Um, uh, and it can't happen again. I mean, it, it, but it, but baseball is a funky game, man. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. It, it, anyone can turn up and, and play over their heads for a short series, and you could get your team into the next round. Well, hopefully I'll see you at the parade at the end of this season. <laughs> David, slow down. Slow down. I'm with Freddie. Slow down. Come on. Hey. We've got we've got two uh 
two much better teams coming up now than we've played in the past uh, this this week. So uh, it's going to be a better test to see the Brewers and the Marlins uh, in town here. And um, hopefully just, we can win the series. Just remember this. There's something about this team. When, you, when you're at a playoff game in October, there's something about this team that makes me believe. I like that attitude, Dave. <laughs> hey, Brian Cranston. We like that. We have something else in common. I just realized doing some homework on you. You're a Valley guy. Yeah. I grew up in Woodland Hills, went to grade school in Canoga Park, and you're a proud Canoga Park hunter. I am indeed. Wow. That yes. is amazing. I knew I liked you. You're a Valley guy. Oh, my gosh. Valley guy. <laughs> and, by the way, when I was when I was five years old, I went in 1961. I was my dad took my brother and I to the LA Coliseum to watch the Dodgers play, and it was the first game I had ever been to in the Coliseum. And I don't remember a lot about it. I was five years old, but I do remember one thing: there was a, a player for the Dodgers who go by the name of Wally Moon. Mm, yeah, and and. I thought, wow, what a great name. And I've never forgotten that name. And later, I, re I remember reading about it and what he was able to do is hit those moonshots over the, the short porch in left field as the configuration of the, of the Coliseum demanded at the time. And, uh, and they ended up calling those moonshots. And, uh, and then 1962, going to my, one of my first games in the first home stand at uh, Dodger State, the new, brand new Dodger Stadium. Now we look at it, and it's the third oldest stadium still in use. It's amazing. Is that the moment that you fell in love with the Dodgers? I know you said you were a little young, five years old at the Coliseum, but was that game in 62 the moment that you fell in love with the Dodgers? There is, yes. There is something. There was just something about the ambience, the, the being around other people, cheering, happy, uh, eager, tense, um, the, the energy of it. And and the listeners I know will agree with me. We had the best announcer of all time, and Vin Scully's voice, even when I was five and six years old. Yeah. And I'm 67 now, so I've been listening to him all my life, and God rest his soul. What a beautiful, beautiful man, and and what he has done for not just Dodger fans, but for Los Angeles and and fans in general, and um, and in his spirit, we continue on. Yes, I I just remember, and I know you experienced this as well, Brian. We all talk about it. Uh, people would bring their transistor radios to listen to Vin, and even players will say that they would hear Vin's voice calling the action while they were playing. He's, he's in, uh, yeah, because there were so many transistor radios in, in Dodger Stadium. Everybody was listening. And I remember going to school because a lot of the playoff games and World Series were played during the day back when I was in grade school. Yeah. And I would sneak my transistor radio in and my one earplug, and I would – I would put it in my jacket pocket, and I would uh, put my hand covering my ear so they couldn't see the earplug, and it would go through my sleeve and into my jacket, and I would be listening to the World Series while I should have been doing some kind of work in, in my class. 
Love it. I mean, I think we can all identify with that. I used to do that for spring training games when uh, when they would only be broadcast on radio. I would do the same for spring training games. <laughs> I, I'm the same way and, and uh, can't get enough of it. Cannot get enough of it. Before I let you go, you did such a great job of narrating one of the great seasons in Dodger history, the 1988 Dodgers. Do you remember where you were when Kirk Gibson hit his home run? I was. I, I didn't have uh, any tickets to the game. I was at my sister's house. She was having a party. And uh, I, there was only myself and one other person who was watching the game because everybody else was outdoors at a party. And and it, it looked bleak. And it was you're, we were both sitting back, and it's like, oh, this is – this is the classic Hail Mary. What do you do? <laughs> um, but there he comes. And I'll, I'll never forget um, the call, Vin Scully, uh, Scully's call, you know. In a year that was so improbable, the impossible happened. And it was just, it was, it was so stunning. Uh, and I think those, those are one of the, the times when you remember exactly where you were, when you saw something remarkable like that and that catapulted the Dodgers in their sensibility and their spirit to be able to go on and win that world series. And it was so great then to be asked to, to narrate that it, it brings tears to my eyes when I hear it, when I watch it, when I read it, when they first sent the copy to me and I read it, I was, my eyes were welling up. It was just, I was so proud and honored to be able to be asked to, to do that. And it's, it's a really good film. And I encourage everybody to find that and, uh, and to step back a little nostalgic. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's what baseball is very nostalgic. And it connects us to so many different moments in time in our lives. And Brian can't thank you enough for joining us and sharing your fandom of the Dodgers and where it all started. And we could keep going all night long. We'll do that another time with some dos hombres. <laughs> that would be fun. That'll be great. Thank you, David. And go blue. Now that was special. Brian Cranston. Wow. Big Dodger fan, big listener to Dodger talk and the radio station. So thank you to Brian and a special thanks to my girl, Wine Mary from Constellation Brands, who walked me over to the Dos Hombres stand and introduced me to Brian Cranston. And that's when I brought over Muncie and J.D. Martinez. And, man, were they freaked out. And they were freaked out because they couldn't believe Cranston actually listened to the postgame show. So take that, Muncie and J.D. Martinez. Thanks again to Brian Cranston for joining us tonight. Uh, the Dos Hombres, it is the real deal. Great mezcal. So uh, I strongly encourage you to have it. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online BenefitsCal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit LACare.org for more information. That's LACare.org. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. 
with meal deal packages to feed any size group. Everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Hey! Share the good times at Shakey's today.